Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 30 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the podcast is, is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the Optimal You. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is Patty Gilbert, a physician assistant from Southwest Healthcare Clinic in Bowman. But before we get going with our visit with Patty, I need to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended or should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for, for professional medical expertise or treatment. And we got the disclaimer out of the way. Here we go. A little background on our guest, Patty Gilbert. Um, she is a physician assistant. She graduated from North Dakota State University, Go Bison. Go Bison. Uh, with her BSN and from SDSU. So she's kind of a little uncommon. She's both a bison and a jackrabbit at the same time. Um, actually, I got to correct that. Actually, my PA degree came from University of South Dakota. USD. Okay. USD. Oh, yes. Sorry. She's a kind I probably didn't catch that, but yes. Um, so she graduated from USD, from the Physician Assistant Program. She's a native of the Bowman area, along with along with family practice. She also has unique um, a unique practice of treating allergies and asthma, and she's been doing that for 15 years with immunotherapy, which we're going to discuss in detail here. Um, it's a unique option of care for, for people in the community. Uh, Patty treated professional rodeo athletes for more than 20 years as an associate member of the Justin Sports Medicine team, which I'm kind of curious about. She also started the Southwest Healthcare Services Sports Medicine team. Patty and her family ranch in Harding County, South Dakota, and are very active in sports and rodeo. That's a little bit of a brief bio to, to anything you want to add about uh, how you got into where you're at and, and what you're doing now. Oh, well, I... I, once I graduated from NDSU, I went to, I moved to Rapid City uh, and started working. Uh, of course, then I, I just had my sports medicine background. Um, worked in Rapid City for about 10 years. And even when I moved down to Rapid City, there really wasn't much for sports medicine at that time. Um, and through, well, it's region, it was Rapid City Regional, which is now Monument, but uh, was hired with them and, and actually went out and started sports medicine at the school's in the Rep City area. Um, and then there was, you know, there was a couple of orthopedists that came on board and have since kind of expanded, you know, some of that, that practice and it's gotten quite competitive in the hills. Um, but then after about 10 years of, of doing the sports medicine, kind of wanted to, you know, maybe expand some of those those cares that you could maybe give to people. So I looked into um, different options as far as going back to school. One was physical therapy and then, and, and then eventually got to the PA program and applied into uh, USD and, and got accepted and went through that little process. Uh, came out of school and um, um, a good friend of mine was uh, the office manager for Dr. Gertie Jans in Rapid City who was a longtime allergist in that area. And I spent 15 years working with Dr. Jams. And um, once she retired, 
um, she had such a following and such a such a unique way of handling and treating patients that didn't really want that service to die completely. So um, I kind of took on some of that um, service and brought actually to Southwest uh, Health Services here, which they were very supportive and open to um, establishing those kind of cares here. So we've gone forward with that and since been doing um, allergy testing, allergy treatment, and also the immunotherapy. Wow. That's, that's, uh, I remember you talking about uh, Dr. Jans a couple times with me. So uh, you, she must have made a huge impression on you over the years. Yeah. Well, she was a very, she was a very down to earth, practical um, provider. Um, so, yes. And she, um, she was all about, she was all about her patients and um, it, you know, she was, she was more medicine than she was healthcare. Sure. Maybe. Put it, put it that way. <laughs> so how did you, how did you get into why why did you choose nursing as as a degree? Uh, or the PA? Nursing because I mean, you started nursing right? Did you start? BSN? No, mine was a it was actually in athletic training. Oh really? BSN. Yeah. Okay. So it's NDSU doesn't have the um the undergrad anymore. Uh, I think it's just a master's. Um, but at that time it, you could get your BS in athletic training. So I. I actually it was in athletic training, so I just did the sports medicine, and then I had a I guess I had a business minor, but uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's how I got started in the sports medicine at, in a realm. So did you um, obviously sports is a big part of uh, you must have been as a as an athlete as a high schooler, and you just wanted to. Continue I participated that? some, yes, I did, <laughs> <laughs> and I still promote it, and I still try to participate. Yeah. Maybe and not quite as impressive as back then, but yes, yeah, still trying to do some of that. And your your children are quite successful in uh, rodeo. Yes, they 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 work hard and they work at it and they've done well. So yes, that's awesome. It's always good to hear those stories. So so tell tell us a little bit about working in a rural practice. So you worked in Rapid City, so obviously that's not very rural. But now you're in in a rural setting of Bowman, North Dakota, and what's seems like you end up having to do a lot of everything. What's what's it like? Well, you do. Um, you know, I've had, I've had, um, I've worked with some vets, physicians from afar and, and things like that. And, and they're kind of always a little bit amazed too, on how you can a lot of times recall so many things about your patients. Um, but we live with our patients, so it's a little bit different. So I think there are some things that kind of go beyond probably normal healthcare here. You know, there's times when, you know, I, you know, so people don't have to drive. I, a lot of times deliver their medications for them because I'm already going back and forth 60 miles every day. So we do some of that. And, and um, I think you end up doing a lot of maybe phone consultation that other people don't do just because they know how to get a hold of you, you know? So, um, that sometimes is a plus and minus, but um, I think there's always your plus and minuses with your job. So you just, you know, take them and run with them. But okay. I think that's important. I mean, I think you keep, if you can keep on top of things with patients, I think it's just better care, obviously. And Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a lot of the same uh, mindset as far as getting to know your patients so that it's not just, you know, you're just taking care of their medical you you know them intimate, intimately somewhat as far as what's going on there too, right? Um, so you mentioned, uh, or I mentioned in your bio, the Justin Sports Medicine team. What 
What's that all about? Oh, so um, when I was in Rapid, um, we started covering a lot. Well, I started covering some of the rodeos there. And one was the Black Hill Stock Show. And in that, then the Black Hill Stock Show became part of a, oh, a, a, a circuit or one of the larger indoor rodeos of the season, which then Justin Sports Medicine covers 150 rodeos a year for the professional athletes and so that was one that they'd send their associates to and we you know we assisted then with some of that coverage and it got to the point too that a lot of times I could cover those I'd cover those events partially for them but it's Justin's a um it's a volunteer uh program but they're good they can bring in some of the equipment they bring in some of the supplies um they have it's it just makes a very good um oh family of providers because as that athlete goes from rapid city down to fort worth to san antonio back to you know minot i mean when they're traveling these many miles if there's an injury at your event you can then pass on information because they're going to be those people then at that next stop for them that can then so we get some continuity of care maybe for some of these athletes because Rodeo does not have um, what they win is what they earn. There's no, um, uh, what do I want to say? I mean, they don't get a paycheck unless they win. So they, they don't have, a you know, um, sometimes a lot of resources. So this way we can kind of help them out as far as, you know, provide providing some of those cares and, and, and making sure that they, you know, some things get followed through on. Yeah, super important to keep them healthy because if they're not healthy, they they're not going to win yeah. anything. There's right? no, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no, you know, workman's comp for them, and there's no, you know, and they do have to have insurance, you know. But on the flip side of it, if they're not doing that event and they don't have another side job, they might not be also be making income. So, yeah. well, I'm going to tell you so, a little story about um, when I moved back to Dickinson. So I've been been in Dickinson now; it's been 27 years born and raised here and then went and worked in Fargo, went to school and worked there for about eight years. But two things I was going to do when I moved back here, the first one was going to become a pilot so I could get out of here, <laughs> which, which I never did. And the second thing is I was going to buy a pair of cowboy boots. Which, oh, excuse, we need to go shopping then. Which I still have not done. Oh, yeah. And I, and I probably need to do at some point. But that that's on my uh, list of things to do. So uh, my my buddy and I, um, he was going to take me cowboy boot shopping over at Boot Barn here. And um, one night he came over and we, we kind of sat around visiting. He said, well, let's go over and do it. And then we went over there and they were closed for the night due to staffing issues. So oh, I guess boy. I told them it was meant to be that maybe I, maybe I'm not meant to have boots. <laughs> so anyway, someday. <laughs> so um, we're going to fix that, Steve. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so one of the things, obviously the big thing that um, we, we want to talk about with you today is, is allergies and the way you use um, immunotherapies to um, treat allergies. So, Maybe you could kind of educate our our, our uh, listeners a little bit about the basics of what um, what allergies are and how they happen in your body and what's going on and why why we need to address them. If you could do that, maybe. Well, that's a very loaded question. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> Try and unpack that for me. Yeah, I was going to say, where do you start on that one? So, um, you know, allergies can come 
you know, in, in all kinds of um, shades. I mean, people a lot of times think that you have to have the runny nose and the nasal congestion and the cough and the wheeze, but allergies um, also come from the gut and the skin. Um, and that's sometimes the one that they don't think about too. So, um, and you can have all of it or you can only have one of it. So you don't necessarily, I mean, they they think of the classics, but that doesn't always mean that's what the patient is suffering from. Um, you know, allergies are basically an autoimmune response um, when the body de decides that those things that are in the environment um, over time and they decide is bad for that patient, then they, you know, develop sensitivities antibodies against those and so now that patient has to struggle to fight off those things that they're exposed to every day in their environment which this is another you know obviously strain on their immune system so that's why allergy patients tend to have more issues with reoccurring colds infections um, they struggle with fatigue um, and of course those symptoms then also can even interrupt their sleep which obviously then that compounds you know issues um so, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways then you, you, you kind of have to, you know, maybe look at that patient and go about treating them. Um, how do, how there's a lot of different, you know, obviously there's a lot of different medications out there, but I think the one, the one thing I look at a patient when they come in is, you know, yes, they probably have those allergy responses, but what other things do you need to correct also around that? Or what other things are weighing on that immune system that maybe even brought them to this allergy point? Because you can be born with allergies, but you can also then develop allergies all the way along those decades of life too. So what, how, that's a, that's a great um, kind of overview of that. Um, what, what do you, what kind of testing do you do on these patients for allergies? Uh, well, depending upon, you know, if you're seeing, you know, these nagging symptoms versus, you know, if you're going to see somebody with a full blown out, you know, anaphylactic type response, I mean, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, one thing you want to, you know, I, a lot of times start with is I, you know, first rule out, you know, infection, anemias, um, of course I'm a big, make sure that, you know, that idle or that thyroid is in check, um, and then, you know, then you want to look at, too, what kind of environment are they living in? What are they getting exposed to? How are they taking care of themselves? Um, I think this day and age, our diet has become so, uh, let's just say disgusting, maybe. You know, I, I people just do not eat well. Um, and, I, and I don't think it's so much even their fault. I think we've gone to a, a place where... Um, diet just has never been promoted and nutrition hasn't been promoted. And I think there's just a real lack of nutrition, which is obviously over time going to be another very wearing thing on a person's immune system and overall health. Totally. Sleep is a huge thing. You know, how well do people sleep? It's amazing how poorly even our, our kids in school technically sleep. Um, so I've kind of got to be a little bit of a Nazi on some of those things, I guess, too, when when you when you start seeing some of these people and what are the things they can do to help feed that that immune system. So maybe they can you know fight off some of those things that they're now becoming sen sensitive to. Yeah, stress and the adrenal system and gut health, um, huge components, I imagine, in, in trying to get those people right a little bit, huh? So do you do you do any skin testing at all or? 
So, yeah. So, if, I mean, depending upon their severity, um, sometimes if they're, if we have just some mild seasonal thing, you know, symptoms that creep up, um, you know, we'll, we'll try some of our over-the-counter medications, allergy medications, and, and see how they do. If it's something that they can manage with, you know, some medic, you know, some over-the-counter medications or, or be it prescription medications for, you know, a few weeks here and there out of the year, then that's probably okay. Um, but if they, if they're starting to have to use medications more than half or three quarters of the year, just to function or feel good, it's time to probably let's allergy test and see to what significance they have sensitivities to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my allergy testing goes through looking at the molds, grasses, trees, weeds, animals, and a number of foods, um, that we'll test for and then see what kind of reactivity they have to those. those and then from there decide then, um, you know, what's the next best step for that patient um, and what they would be willing to do then to correct that um, according to their, you know, their, their testing. Um, and usually what I, you know, promote is, you know, starting on immunotherapy so that we can desensitize that system to a lot of those, um, allergens or antigens that are otherwise wearing on their immune system. So, Therefore, hopefully that we reduce their symptoms, we improve their immune system, and then they obviously feel better. So t talk a little bit more about immunotherapy. What do you do? So let's say I've got a mold issue and maybe a mold and a grass issue. And what, what, are, what, what is an immunotherapy going to look like for that patient? So the immunotherapy is, um, so basically we've created a antibody to a protein and a protein. So every substance in our environment has a protein. And so if you have now a sensitivity or an antibody to say the, the molds of your area and to the grasses, whenever that molecule or that antigen comes into the system, then that antibody will go bind with that because it, it it finds it abnormal. It wants to get it out of the system. It's bad for your, your immune system. And so when it does that, it's kind of like a lock and key. It binds onto that and then it creates this whole histamine response in your body. And that's the symptoms patients get then, um, be it swelling and itching of the eyes or the sneezing. I mean, those, those are all ways that the body's trying to rid itself of that, that what they think is abnormal. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with immunotherapy, then what we're doing that is we're going to build a serum that's specific to that patient and what their sensitivities are. And that's built up into the system very slowly. And it goes in and it actually acts kind of, I tell patients that kind of acts like a cap that it puts on that antibody so that it can't go out and react with that protein or with that antigen when it comes into your system. So you have less reactivity. So that's where they call it a desensitization of your immune system is because you're basically kind of um, occupying that antibody so it can't go out and react with those things that it otherwise finds abnormal out into the system. So it, it's going to bind to that antibody so that the antibody can't uh, wreak havoc on the rest of your body. Is that exactly, Yes, exactly, to a certain extent. All right. Wow. I did not know that. And then as you increase the dose over time, why why do you increase the dose over time? What does that do? Um, 
Well, like with like with anything, you have to dose to you know um, symptom control. But obviously, like I said, we couldn't to actually get a load on that system. You know, there has to be a, to a certain level. Well, we have to dilute that down a number of steps because if all of a sudden we loaded that system every time they came in with right at first we'd overload it and the body would then take that as bad and we'd have probably an anaphylactic reaction so we build up very slowly so that it keeps desensitizing to the point where then is it where it gets to be where it's managing the symptoms of the patient Got it. And we have, you know, like I said, there's a standard kind of buildup that maybe majority of our patients reach, but not everybody has to get to that. We we have to adapt this specifically to each patient. Okay. So, so any, the end game is to get it up to a level and then do they maintain the, the immunotherapy shots or do they eventually? Correct. Correct. Once we get to that maintenance level, that's managing their symptoms and they are obviously tolerating. Um, yes. Then they just take that on a regular, those injections on a regular basis to then keep that, keep your, your system at that certain level. So it keeps everything desensitized and there's less than obviously reactivity to those things that are bothering them. So what, what, do you know, what percent of your patients have good responses to this type of treatment? Uh, it would be very high. Obviously it's not a hundred percent. Um, but as long as the patient stays in communication with us, you know, there's some that if they start reacting, they don't tell us, well, then they get sick of the irritation from reactivities, be it, you know, swelling and itching at the, you know, the injection sites, or, you know, they could be where they're getting, they feel like it's, you know, even closing up airway, unless they tell us about it, you know, we can, we, we just need to adjust that, that, serum to their tolerability mm -hmm. um, and so I've had very few that have not tolerated injections as long as they've been in communication with us well so you've taken patients that have been like full-blown allergy sufferers and turned them around so they're like living life again correct wow ultimate ultimate goal that's in, that's impressive that's that's incredible so do you, is there a, you know, you kind of described what, what goes on with a, an allergy patient. Is there a prototypical patient? Or are they all just so different and unique that you're just trying to design a protocol that's going to match their specific, I guess, genetic makeup? Uh, definitely more of the, of the second, yes. Um they're, they all have their own little um, responses and symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, once as time goes on, we can pick those up as cues. It's so the patient needs to know that I said, okay, that's your cue that your allergies are getting out of control. But they're all very specific. And that's, um, I, I, that's really the unique thing about allergies is, is, um, these patients are very unique and they are all very different. And so there is no, you know, there's no outline because you're going to be adapting it almost every day for each one of them. That's, that's got to be quite the clinical challenge then to try and uh, meet them where they're at and try and design a protocol for them, huh? Yeah. My poor nurses, I think sometimes they tear, got to tear their hair out, but uh, no, they're, they're great. Um, and they've, they've picked up on it too. You know, there's just certain things you have to ask and you just make the adaptation and 
But at that point, once you get them feeling better, they know they feel better. And so they're much more willing to, you know, make those changes too. That's That's got to be very clinically rewarding to know that you're, you're taking somebody that's like suffering and just bring them back and like giving them some quality of life that, that maybe they hadn't had in a long time, huh? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's huge. Okay. Well, and you know, and most of the time we ex- we expect it. I mean, it's it's if not, you keep going and looking at those things that otherwise is wearing down the immune system. Why we're not getting there? Keep hunting and pecking away at it. Yeah. So, the immunotherapy huge part of your practice. What what other areas do you like to um, help patients or that are available through Southwest Clinic for for people? Well, I think which I, you know, rely on you quite heavily for, but, you know, we talked about gut health, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get some nutritional changes made according to their food sensitivities. Unfortunately, they can have allergies to those foods that are also um, good for them. But as long as they're not having specific reactivities, we just have to modify the um, the amount of exposure they have to them per se. So I always tell patients, you can't control what's out in the environment, but you can control what's in your house and what you put in your mouth. And so we try to adapt that diet so that, um, and a lot of them, the big ones are the wheat, the dairy, um, sometimes the corn. So, cause they're so frequent in all in foods and especially the convenient foods. And so um, just trying to change up their diet so that they're not consuming a wheat product at every sitting that they, you know, they're, they sit down to and, and have a meal um, and trying to get back into more fruits and vegetables. Doesn't mean they can't be allergic to broccoli, but let's have broccoli at lunch, but a different vegetable than at supper and trying to rotate those different allergens so that the body doesn't have to keep overworking on, you know, constant exposures. But again, gut health is huge because we're eighty percent of our immune system in the okay. gut. So that's yep. yeah. So I appreciate all your help on some of that too, as far as getting on getting them on the right uh, supplementation and yeah, it's uh, it's nice that uh, that we're able to work with you and and your patients to to help them get to a better spot. Um, you know, I I. Um... We do some uh, food sensitivity testing, IgG food sensitivity testing through the pharmacy. They actually came out with a new blood spot uh, when they, they just, you know, put like 12 spots of blood on a sheet of paper and sent it off. So I was at a at a conference in Minneapolis uh, a couple of weekends ago and there was a special going on. So, you know, you could have it done and they actually had a um, gut barrier test combined with it. So I found out two things. I found out I've got a leaky gut, which I got to work on repairing that thing. Um, and then um, I'm allergic to shellfish. So that all popped up and that was not surprising, but a moderate food sensitivity was coffee, which I'm like, Ouch. oh my gosh, this is going to be painful. <laughs> so I'm, I'm two days in on drinking tea which I'm not too happy about, but um, my daughter who works for a coffee company in Minneapolis uh, hooked me up with some, some samples. So I'm, I'm trying to, trying to embrace the tea side of things. I'm going to do that for a couple months and then see how that goes. So, yeah, so it's, um, I wasn't, I wasn't happy at all when I got the results back, but. Oh yeah, no, that'd be a tough one. Yeah. Right. Coffee, (laughs) coffee all the time is what we do. So, 
So cool. So um, some of those services. How do so? What if uh, somebody wants to see you? What? How do they get a hold of you? How do they reach Patty Gilbert? Uh well, you know, I, I usually have patients uh, call our call our facility um, here at Southwest Health Services. And of course, we're in Bowman, North Dakota, so we're probably maybe not the most convenient place in the whole world, but. Um, um, but Highway 12 and 85 are still busy highways and easy to travel on. But uh, I usually have them just call my nursing line um, and have them talk to the nurses because we need a chunk of time to do this. So um, I usually say anywhere from two and a half to three hours to actually go through the questionnaires, lab work, the allergy testing. And then I usually do some some testing on the airway also. Oh, wow. And, um, and so by the time we get done with all that, we put the information together and, and uh, then decide what's the best, you know, next step and protocol for that patient. But that way, because of that time slot, then the nurses can actually find that spot in the, in the schedule that works for all of us. And, and then we can slot them in and get them started. And your phone number is 701-523-3226. Uh, that's the old one. So when, yeah, yeah when we went into our new facility, it, uh, it's uh, 701-523-5555. 5555. Got yeah, it. 555. Yes. I think I, I think I still dial the, the old one and I think it still must roll over into Oh, it. really? Oh, yeah. well, I, maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't have that written down anywhere, but I got it down by heart. <laughs> The the one tricky part about the, the testing is, say these patients have been on medication, um, there is a list of medications that we kind of have to have them off of like a good week before testing. So that's that raises a little bit too of, um, you know, studying the, everybody's schedule because you don't want to be on these medications that are going to come in and then block all the testing we're doing. Um, right if you take that time to do it. So, yeah, so we have to kind of look at that too and, and plan out so that we get them here and the patient's ready to go and, and we can go forth and get the best tests from them. That's awesome. Well, the one question I kind of like to wrap things up with here, and I, I so appreciate you for joining me on us on this podcast, but um, I, I like to ask providers uh, what one piece of advice that you would give individuals to improve their overall health today, and I before you even answer, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I can guess what it is, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess, I, yeah, I'll go back to my 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 little speeches I give. I'm a huge promoter of, of exercise. Um, we just don't move enough. Um, we need to a lot of times be outside and moving. Uh, there's something about the sun that just, you know, is good for people. But obviously we live in an area that we're coming up on that that's not going to be very much fun here in the next few months. But um, again, that nutrition, if you're not, if you're not eating well, you're not feeling well. So you kind of are what you eat. Yeah. If you're not sleeping, nobody's, nobody's motivated to do the first two. Yep. And I think, I think we also lack the, these days sometimes to just making goals and then aspiring to those. True. Yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. I, you've heard that. You probably heard that um, the, the phrase you can't, you can't out supplement or out drug a poor diet. 
And I think that holds true. It's like, you know, if your diet's crappy, you can do all the other things that you want to, but it's going to be tough to overcome that poor diet. So, so exercise, diet, and goal setting. I like that. Thank you. Thanks, Patty. I appreciate okay. the opportunity to, to visit with you and I look forward to doing it again in the future sometime. But um, we have to put this to a close. And if our listeners have made it this far into the podcast, uh, your reward would be 25% off a supplement of your choice using the code Patty Gober podcast uh, for tele telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. Um, thank you, Patty, so much for joining me and I appreciate the conversation. And as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.